I want to thank Libby and Jim and Paul for leading us, and especially thank Libby and Jim for filling the gap for us, uh, and I'm so appreciative of their kind, kindness and their love for this congregation. So I want to pick up on that song and just simply ask you a question. Are we people who give thanks? Are we the kind of people who will give thanks to God for what God has done and what God is doing in the midst of all that we're walking through in life? Are we people who give thanks to God? So let me invite you to look at this text, Psalm 92, verses 1 and 2. In fact, I invite you to read it with me. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. My friends, this is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If we look at the Old Testament, in fact, if we look at the entire Old Testament, New Testament, what we're going to find in, in this great book of, of guidance for us as followers of God, followers of Christ, is that we see God's intervention done in incredible ways. Absolutely incredible ways. One of my favorite stories from the Old Covenant is the story of how Moses was given the leadership by God to lead the children of Israel out of the land of captivity. Now, we're told that the Israelites had been in the land of Egypt as slaves for over 400 years. And so God speaks to Moses' life, and Moses comes, and he tells the Pharaoh, let my people go, and he leads the children of Israel out of this land of captivity. And he's carrying with him a staff. And as the story goes, he gets to, he gets to the water, and, and the Egyptian army is coming quickly behind him, and, and he lifts up his staff, and, and the waters part, and the children of Israel walk through uh, the, the, this barren land then. And then as the Egyptian soldiers get right into the middle of the water, uh, Moses lowers his staff, and they're all killed. And the children of Israel are safe. And as they're traveling through uh, the wilderness for those uh, 40 years, we're told in the scriptures that there, during the daytime there was a cloud that would lead them, and at nighttime there was a pillar of fire that led the children. And then it says that when they became hungry, God provided manna for them. And when they were thirsty, God told Moses, strike that stone, and from that stone, it gushed out fresh drinking water, more than they would ever need. God took care of their needs. But if we also look at that story, we're also told that they didn't respond so well. In fact, it's said in the scripture, uh, someone said, you know, I think it would just be better for us to go back to Egypt, to the, to the land where we were held captives for those 400 years, because there we're going to know what to expect. I think they forgot the sting of the whip. I think that they forgot uh, that they were people who were constantly going hungry, that literally the pigs received better food than they did. They forgot, and they kept on whining. They were ungrateful. They were unappreciative. And what did God want? What did God want? Just one simple thing that God wanted from them. 
just to hear them say, thank you. So we pick up from the ancient days that they forgot to give thanks, to pra- thanks and praise to God. They, ju- they just skipped over that. They just wanted to complain to God. God, why didn't you make this journey easy for us? Now, before throwing the Jews too much under the bus, uh, let me just uh, talk about the new covenant for a second. Because my favorite story to tell uh, during the season of Thanksgiving is, is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, uh, verses 11 uh, through 17, and, and let me just, or through 19. So let me, let me just invite you to look at this text, uh, because this text uh, speaks to us about new covenant people and about how they had difficulty saying thanks. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Uh, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, uh, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Well, if we take this disease called leprosy, and we think about it in modern days, the the new name for it is Hansen's disease. Hansen's disease, like the ancient disease of leprosy, uh, takes away the, 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 the feeling in your fingers and your toes. What it begins to do, it begins to eat away at the soft tissue of your body. It will eat away for perhaps your nose, your ears. Perhaps it will eat away your fingers, your toes, your feet. And people back then, and even today, there are still leprosy colonies today. Even today, what we find is that people are going through and they are living in isolation. They cannot be near their family. They cannot be near their friends. Uh, they would be separated from everyone. And so what, we t- what we're told in the Scripture is that ten men had gathered together and they were uh, sharing life together. They were caring for one another. And I think the way the story goes is that uh, they saw this group of people coming from a distance. And one of the ten may have said to the others, hey, that guy looks like Jesus, the one that they've been talking about, the one who has the power to heal. Why don't we start yelling out, uh, have mercy on us, and maybe he'll come close and heal us. Why don't we try that? And so they all started yelling, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus comes and walks by them. Now, you can kind of anticipate what they might have been feeling. They were hopeful. They were just wanting this man who had the power to heal to come and just bring wholeness so they could return back to their family. They could go back into life and live it abundantly. So they had this hope. And Jesus walks by. And he looks at them. 
And he has this one verse. And he says, go show yourselves to the temple. Because what we need to know is that the only one who could ever declare a person clean after leprosy, Hansen's disease, is the priest. And so the ten men got up from where they were, and they started walking towards the temple. And as they were walking towards the temple, they started realizing that something was happening in their body. And, and they started feeling uh, their, their, their extremities again. They started feeling ears again and nose. And, and, and they started leaping and dancing with joy. You can imagine if you had leprosy, if you were told to go to the priest and go show yourselves, and you were being healed as you were walking, you can imagine how excited you must be. And so they started running and, and shouting with joy, and they went before the priest, and they counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But where's the tenth? And the scripture says that nine of them went, and only one turned around and went back to Jesus and fell down at the feet of Jesus and thanked Jesus for healing him. And I can just imagine Jesus reaching down and bringing this man up and looking him in the eyes and say, you are blessed. But I can also imagine Jesus saying, were there not ten of you? And that simple one verse irritates me so much. It bothers my gut because I have to recognize that so often in my life, I am part of the nine and not the one. I journey through life. I, I walk through life. I, I walk into, uh, into meetings. I walk into the sanctuary. I walk into your presence. And I, and I sometimes just wonder, what will it take for me to say, God, I am so thankful for each of you. I'm so blessed to have you in my life. So I ask you, are, are, are you the one? Or are you part of the nine? And so often we, get, we are just so ungrateful. Things happen all around us. God is weaving the Spirit in us to bless us. And we just walk by. Well, we all know what's going to happen this Thursday, right? I can't wait. I, I'm simply, I'm, I, this is the most excited I've been about Thanksgiving in a very long time. You don't want to know why? Because I'm taking this week off. Sorry, Robert. And I'm going to be spending, as soon as I can get in my car after the next service, I'm going to get into my car, drive to uh, Orlando, and I'm going to be meeting up with my daughter, my son-in-law, my granddaughter. I'm going to be visiting there with my son, who's driving up from Miami, and my mother-in-law, who's 91 years of age. And we're going to have 
a phenomenal week together. I can't wait for Thursday, though, because we're going to have turkey, a lot of it. We're going to have mashed potatoes. We're going to have sweet potatoes. You know the kind of casserole where you just have the marshmallows on top and you, and you, and, and, and you get them nicely brown, you know? You know what I mean? And then I'm looking forward to even eating a few green beans. Not many. And then I'm going to enjoy my pumpkin pie, my apple pie. I'm, I'm going to have a great time. And then at 4, 4.25, I'm going to do the manly thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the, the remote control. Because at 4.30, I'm turning on the television to watch the Dallas Cowboys football team. The door is there. And, and, but, but let me just say, you know why the Dallas Cowboys haven't been, uh, you know, you haven't had to worry about them too much about winning the Super Bowl? Because when they moved into the new stadium, it doesn't have a hole in, this, in the roof. So God can't look in. So God said, <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to do that manly thing and have that remote control right here on my chest so nobody can take it. And I'm going to take my nap while I'm watching football. And we're going to have the greatest time. And I'm just kind of wondering, will I take a moment to give thanks? Not just for that moment in time, not just for that feast that we're going to be celebrating, not, not just for uh, this, this single season we call Thanksgiving, but what about Friday and Saturday and Sunday? See, here's the reality. We're going to go through, uh, we're going to go through Thanksgiving, and we're going to pass it by really quickly. And then on Thursday afternoon, while I'm watching football and taking my nap, many of you are going to start doing good uh, um, um, Black Friday uh, shopping, uh, which actually started in October this year. Um, right? Right? And so we're going to be rushing through Thanksgiving. We're going to get everything uh, that we need to do sh Christmas shopping. We're going to do all the preparation for Christmas. And we're going to lose this one day. And I simply ask us again, are we going to be people who are people of Thanksgiving for a half a day or for a day? What about a week? Is that just too much to ask for? So I had someone come into my office to, for some counseling, and, um, and I asked permission to share this story. And she came in, and, 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 and as she came in, she says, Tom, I've got the, all these parties to go to in December, and, 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 and I've been really focused on getting everything ready for those, for those parties that I have to go to, making sure that I have everything to wear. And, and, and she then said, but I looked into my closet, and I didn't have a thing to wear. <laughs> now, this is this woman telling me this, so it's not Tom jumping on this bandwagon here. And then she showed me a picture of her closet. She's right. She didn't have a thing to wear. 
She had about 100 things to wear. <laughs> and then here comes the words out of her mouth. She said, My heart grew sad when I realized that I had so much in my closet. And she said, I work downtown, and every single day I see the homeless. Hmm. Will we give thanks more than one day? of the year. Another a person came to my office and, and he said, you know, um, I, I'm sorry, Tom, for being late coming into, uh, into our meeting today, uh, but I just couldn't do anything with my hair. Uh, thank you, Steve, very much. Um, and, and so uh, I just can't do anything with my hair. This is a made-up one, but it's still good. But here's what happened to me. I went in to visit someone in the hospital who's in the cancer, receiving cancer treatment, chemotherapy, and lost all her hair. Will we give thanks to God for a single day? Or will we be people of thanksgiving? You know, one day we're all going to die, we're going to take our last breath on earth, and we're going to take our first breath in heaven. I have no idea how all this happens, I just believe it happens. But I think that one of the questions that God is going to be really wondering about is, um, uh, how, how, how do you think you lived your life, Tom? Because, see, I'm going to be going up there, and I'm going to be saying, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. You know Why? because I'm not going to be feeling any heat. <laughs> and here's what God is going to say back to me. What's taking you so long to say thank you? Why did it take so long? So let me just wrap this up. I'll take you back to the New Testament story, Luke 17, verse 11. And I simply ask you the question, are you part of the nine... Or are you part of the one? Are you part of the nine? Or are you part of the one? Let's pray. God, this world pulls at us. This world just pulls us into the muck and mire of the world. And we become people that... Um, don't give thanks. We become so confused and so wrapped up in things that we don't stop and say thank you. So God, I want to ask everyone seated in this sanctuary today, those watching wherever you may be today, and I want you to be thinking about who is it that I need to say thank you to? Is it a spouse? Is it a child? Is it a neighbor? Is it a stranger even? 
And God, I pray that our hearts of thanks, thankfulness will live out not only on one day, but every single day of our lives. That we may be people of thanksgiving and thanks living. And so we offer this prayer in your name. Amen.